0: Whenever whenever I. Uh...
1: And mentals. <laughs> Check it up on your list. <laughs> yep.
0: All right. Well, yep. you might as well Dirt start this. There. there we go.
1: Oh, boy. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low-dollar racing. Why do I say a show? I should say a podcast. A podcast designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball we write car it on culture. The stop, I'm right? going to. If it doesn't matter what kind of Lemma Champ or Lucky Track Dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. As long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of low-dollar endurance racing. Whether it's on the spot, hella sweet, or lucky enough and Chrissy gives us just the tip, we're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone, report to the paddock.
2: This is Chris.
3: This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Thank you for coming back to listen to our... 97th episode, which is still crazy because that's what I like to say. Um, And there's a controversy as to why we have this somebody wrote in what our 97th episode should be. Someone wrote in the boring E46 episode. Yes. Yes. Please tell us why.
2: Because in 1997 the E46 BMW was introduced.
3: Oh, very good.
0: As a show car, maybe. It was not actually sold to the public, at least in the U.S., until 1999 model year, which was late ninety eight
2: fair but literally i i go to i go to wikipedia and it's cars introduced in 1997 and it said bmw e46 and if you go to the the bmw e46 wiki page it does say 1997 to
3: whenever so i also wikipedia'd 97 and i didn't come up with anything good at all so
1: <laughs> I, have a, I I have a quick question yes. I, what it's a, it's a listener poll everyone write in what is more annoying Chris Mental's bad car facts or Chris the expert's good car facts, but while he chews gummy bears.
0: <laughs> that was my last one. Yep. Okay. I'm
1: just I'm Trying I mean, to get I this could, done. I could turn I, I say, this. Everyone, like... everyone listen. Hear this? That is my dinner fork being tapped against the microphone
3: because <laughs> – Well, we anyway, can't we'll hear get you to eating, it. right? This is right. Wow. This is I, I will do it's my a, best. To... It's a, it, what? what...
2: Well, I'm staring at the, the Wikipedia right now. Produced from 1997
0: to 2006. Okay. Not in the U.S. Maybe in Therap. Europe.
3: Okay. okay. Anyway, get your bingo card out because we've already you probably already got a whole bunch of check marks. You might even have bingo by now. So um, you should just play the game. And we're still on episode <laughs> which is so uh-huh. crazy. Um, okay. Let's go on to what you're working on. Mental. We, we have been dying to hear about this story. Too. Please tell us what you're doing.
0: It's so, not about your hair uh, either, right?
2: No, 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 it isn't. Uh, (laughs) But I am officially homeless as of the recording of this podcast. I no longer own a house. Yes, exactly. Uh, In local news, Enzo Varia of Precision Realty here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Look him up. He can suck eggs through a dirty wash rag. So <laughs> last week uh we I shared the house that we were looking at. We put in in every one of the podcasts we've we've bought houses and, and for those of you who don't know, I apologize for being patronizing. But the standard is you submit an offer and you attach a deadline to that offer. I will pay X amount of your car. Then the follow on is usually
1: <laughs> please respond by X date or I will move on.
2: Exactly. X date in, in our you know move on. And then you move into they well, okay, we don't accept that offer, but here's our counter offer. But and then when you move on to uh due diligence, where basically you have someone come to the house and go, Wait a minute, this entire wall is made of paper mache. Perhaps we should pay less for this house, or you find out that the the air conditioning is broken or whatever. And there's mold moves- in the basement
0: and you need a new roof.
2: There's mold in the basement. You need a new roof. And if uh, during that due diligence, if you find something, you're allowed to back out. Or if you can't get financing, you back out. Uh, and then they, uh, if you can't get financing, they keep your earnest money. Well,
0: everyone homeowners uh, here. Here we go. Yeah.
2: Right. So Enzo there uh, decided he was going to kick back. He wanted my bank to fill out a form to see that I was really going to be able to afford this house because apparently he doesn't understand what pre-approved means. And on that form was a message to my mortgage or my loan officer asking if they'd examined my pay stubs because apparently it's 1982 and that's how people still get paid is by check.
1: Yeah. Who gets me a check?
2: I recognize what it was. It was a stall tactic because it was over the weekend and they were hoping they'd get another offer, which they didn't. Um, so, uh, upon that, they then just completely disregarded this questionnaire for my law and officer fill out and they came back with their counter offer, which it wasn't completely out of line financially, but they wanted to give me four and a half days of due diligence. Uh, would they, they spelled it out as six days, but starting from the time he typed up the contract, not from the time that I got it four and a half days of due diligence. And they wanted me to close in two weeks. This dude took six days to get back to me on an offer that I put a 72 hour expiration on. So my, Counter to their counter officer was no, Uh, because go fuck yourself isn't really like a listing on your uh, on your spicy mental tonight. So, yeah, you think I'm mad? You should see. She's she's actually going to she's actually going to sack whack this guy if she ever gets a clean shot. Uh, what exactly
1: tacks. is sack whack? I'm putting that in my um, it's,
2: jargon. It's 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 an under it's an undercut punch where the connection is made right into the groin of a male. Whap okay. sack. Got, whack.
0: It. Got it. Sack <laughs> whack's a great transition. <laughs>
1: oh no. Yeah. Chris, Chris, what are you working on? No sack whacking.
0: No, no sack whacking. We had actually a lovely weekend away at the Hamptons visiting our friend Paul at the beach. So that was great. Uh, So then a lot of it's just been preparing and recovering from long weekends, like mowing the lawn, packing, unpacking. Uh, I filled up the parts cannon though for the Civic for all the things I wanted to to improve after a pit race. So got some uh, ST43s on order. Check that out, the Bingo car. Oh, I don't just don't
3: have it on on. mind.
0: Got the Integra Type-R front calipers, which are also in a cord wagon, so they're they're actually $32 each. This is great. The brake rotors <laughs> are from a Mini Cooper. They're 11-inch rotors. $22. Like, this is the cheapest big brake kit ever. Why didn't we do this sooner? I'm sorry. So, yeah. Anyway.
2: um DeVan is in. screaming, screaming into his radio right now. Got to uh,
0: do some more suspension adjustments. Probably should change the oil because I haven't changed it from New Jersey and from sure. pit race. It looks perfectly clean and it is exactly at the same spot. It was when I filled it up the first time. So I don't know, maybe that's about it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Start cooking. On the list, right? I made yeah, six pounds. Yeah. I made six pounds of bacon for the race tonight. So that's good. Yup. Anyway, yeah, nice. Jeff, how about you? How much bacon did you make?
1: Uh, I actually made some bacon, but that's not on my list. Oh, what really was on my list was uh, unpacking the meat otter out of the out of the trailer. It had lived in the trailer in the driveway for the entire week. So I had to, like, detrack track day prep it so that I could return it to my father, including uh, unwiring all the janky wiring that we did at the track to make the taillights work. Hmm. So I, I don't like, think we really talked about that. No. So I don't know if we should mention it or not. But... Well um, briefly
0: I think because of the, the the thing we had to disconnect it, it was kind of funny until we yeah. did. So so, so like I roll through tech.
1: Yeah. I roll through tech and they say you only have three brake two brake lights are working. The center and one side and they want all three to work. And I'm like, Really? We gotta have all three? And they said, Yeah, I gotta have all three. So I quit going to the back and, you know, like bang on the on the tail cluster, nothing happens. I take the multi filament bulb out of position a put it into position b step on the brakes and they work no harm no foul we roll through tech we go back to our paddock and i'm saying "Geez, i wonder why that didn't work and that's when i notice that every time i step on the brake this is an na miata the headlights flip up <laughs> <laughs> and i say well that's funny look at it you know it's like push and they go let go push Let go. (laughs) You know, like those of you who have had an Amiotas, it's not the quietest process.
2: So it's so they're actually like air brakes. You have Uh,
1: active air. I said, active uh, active braking. It's tight. Um, so I said, well, that must be the dual filament light bulb because it's probably cycling back into the headlight circuit. So I just unplug the lights, the headlights. Yep. You know. So anyway, yeah, I did that. Um, brought the Miata back to my father and then I cleared out the trailer and I drove it across town to help an old friend clear out his garage because he is playing the moving game and I got to spend a decent amount of time at the birthplace of the workberg oh. and it was uh, it was a little like like going back in time like, it hadn't changed. Not the Wartburg, the garage itself. Was the floor like, hadn't been cleaned. It's mean, covered in
2: sockets, all of them 10 millimeters.
3: The, the, the... It's like detritus, really. Yeah, it's I like... was
1: going to say, the cars have changed, but the level of crap on the floor has not.
3: Yeah, just the, like, wires and, like... Everything. everything. Trash.
1: yeah. So yeah, so I got to hang out with our good friend Jim Thwait and, uh, you know, talk to him about his dogs and talk to his wife and things. Because I haven't seen him in years and uh, had, had a good time reminiscing while I put all his tools away.
0: That's <laughs> about right. Get,
3: shut up. You put somebody else's tools away? My tools always go away. The rest he, of your stuff doesn't. The rest it.
1: of my stuff doesn't, yeah. The rest <laughs> of, but, like, like there were a couple of random, like, cousins and, and things like that, and they didn't know, like, which tool goes where. Like, they needed someone who could, like, open a drawer and put all the metric in the same place and, like, know that things that cut are different than this thing that kind of looks like a scissor, but that thing does wiring, so it goes into this. You know, like, is. It, it's that, it was that kind of organization. Um, I did take home a little tiny trailer that my grandfather built 100 years ago that I didn't realize I had left in the yard of Jim Swade. <laughs> He's like, you better come get your trailer or I'm going to send it to the junkyard. I'm like, I left a trailer in your yard? <laughs> <laughs>
2: there There has to be a special <laughs> word for having so hey. much janky stuff that you don't remember well, where you no. left your that mind. was
0: jeff 's plan for a long time. He just littered the world with it his janky cars that. so that wherever he was and one of them broke, there was another one not that far.
1: He's Exactly. And it worked out in in his favor. So
2: so you're an automotive crazy person to date because you like nest everywhere you go. You know,
1: I I think it more like Johnny Appleseed. I like plant a little everywhere. (laughs) I come back years later and it's grown. I'm like, look, a trailer. I'll take it. Uh, And I also (laughs) took home an electric pit vehicle to be determined later.
2: Oh, wait. Does it have an umbrella?
1: It has an umbrella. Yes, it does.
2: I know this pit oh, yeah. vehicle. Yeah, this, has yeah. been, this has been published and featured in uh, our favorite magazine. Really, of-
1: GRM? Yeah. It's been on GRM. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, so I took that home because nobody else wanted it. I did not get to take home the drum set for Josh, and <laughs> I came. I, it was a nice day, and then on Sunday I put the oil back on, so the mighty Mazda three is now functioning. Yay. and I also did a headlight polish. I like don't wow. even believe this. What? I, I don't believe it. That's kind of like cleaning. Oh. That's making
3: it almost better.
2: almost maintenance. Really, yeah. you could, you could almost call that maintenance. And
3: it's, yeah. it takes time. Um, it's it's worth it. I I've done it and love it, and it makes me very happy. But I'm I'm surprised that you've done this.
1: But, oh yeah, gotta have light. Cheers. I mean, well done. Sure. More That's importantly,
3: great. is is this pit vehicle coming to Thompson?
1: <laughs> there is a steering box missing, and I don't think Amazon is going to deliver it in time.
2: No. Mm. So. Okay. Sorry. That yeah. was, was gonna occupy my weekend. Yeah, I would have got well, the I mean If ready. it shows up,
3: I'll load we have it, other I we have other ones. Did that you, need did to be you fixed, order it? So or... it's fine. I did order it. Yeah.
0: Well, at the very least, you can bring the Honda again and see if someone can get that going again. Yeah, you know, I bring plan it to on doing enough that. races and maybe it will. And
1: I brought. <laughs> I, I also have received the throttle cable to make the Garage Heroes and Training Pit Bike functional. So That's I will you. be pit biking this weekend. Excellent. Because yeah. so. I'm not gonna be working on cars, right? So
3: Stutton and exploding. <laughs> hold yeah. that thought. Nope. We're
1: gonna talk about that later. Okay. Nope. Chrissy, what you working on?
3: Uh, as Chris said, I had we had a long weekend away, which was lovely, uh, much needed vacation. But then I walked right into uh, wishing that I didn't take so much vacation, which is only a day. Uh, I'm going to complain about work here. Um, work is way too busy. And uh, next week I'll be traveling, so I leave on Sunday um, for one of those uh, behold held up in a. Conference room, uh, you know, hotel. Do not leave the hotel. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars, uh, with a whole bunch of random people. So I'm not super excited, but it's it will be the end of one of these projects that's taken up a lot of my time. So, um, and then, hopefully so there's I, an Applebee's in the parking lot. I hope so. I mean, I think I will. I think I'm allowed to drink sometime, so that will be great. Um, I just probably won't drink much anyway. So I then we have one night at home, so I get home Wednesday, uh, and then we load up and leave for the race on Thursday. So, uh, as Chris said, he's making all the bacon because uh, we're cooking for a very large paddock this time. So we've got plenty to do. And also on that note, if you haven't heard that there's going to
0: be a potluck oh, paddock party, oh, yeah. at Thompson. There is. We're hosting it. Bring something. Have fun. It's great. Yeah, if you can, It'd be
3: awesome. if you can yeah. register um, on the forum page, there's a forum page, and I'll put it back on, my, on Facebook. Um, just let us know how many people you're coming and what you're bringing. And uh, if you're bringing, if you're gonna bring some people, try to bring more than just like a uh, tiny salad or you know some chips Smithers. or something. The Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, if you bring enough Cheetos for everybody, then fine. But sure.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like go to Sam's Club or you know what's uh, what's you guys' big warehouse and you know buy like the. 11 pound bag of cheetos
3: i mean that would be great yeah cool just bring something to share or come down and just have beer drink bring
0: chairs them. chairs are good chairs are good a table uh-huh. if you have uh-huh. one around yeah Beverages, it, should, it should be whatever. a big party
3: so come down we got music yeah, we got, and lights and all kinds of stuff
0: we got a lot of res- a <laughs> lot of great response to it too it's gonna be big
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep that's right dj steve's gonna be there isn't he uh
3: eric
2: dj eric sorry dj eric
0: dj eric Yep. cool All right, that's what I got. News and notes time. (laughs) (inaudible) Formula One legend Michael Schumacher awake and watching racing on TV. Of course he is. So from an article in The Drive, link in our notes, one of Michael Schumacher's closest friends and former bosses, Jean Tote, has released a rare update on the seven-time Formula One champion's recovery. In a recent radio interview, the current FIA president admitted to having watched the 2019 German Grand Prix with Schumacher at his home in Switzerland. So, hey... Shumi's up. Shumi's watching racing. He's not a vegetable. Fantastic. Rock on. Everyone's Ooh. happy.
3: Okay. Okay. So bear with me. This is a little little bit long, but I've been thinking a lot about it. So I wanted to uh, dive in here. So, And I finally found an article that supported um, some of my thoughts. So this is a conversation on W Series. So this is the series that only has women driving open-wheeled cars. Uh, when the series started, I went on a rampage about its creation. Um, the segregation it creates and, uh, what it seemed to be doing or what I thought it was going to be doing to women in motorsports. So I, like I said before, I don't like to be outed. I don't like to be treated. I wanted to be treated just the same as everybody. And this series, this series seemed to go against that. So. I found this recent article fraught by Shay Holbrook who seems like a lovely down-to-earth woman who just likes motorsports um and she's currently one of the 20 drivers that are d- driving in the W series so I wanted to read a little bit of her insight just in case you see it around or have um you have your pre- preconceived notions on what this series is about so she says, uh, we're more than halfway through the season, uh, and, we're, and we have a proven track record that we are establishing. She told, she told and Track. Their ultimate goal is to field a female into Formula One. And now, this, uh, the this step, and now the step is in W Series straight into Formula One, right? There's a step or two in between that. And I think the series will grow and find a future female racer into Formula One, I think the series will field and grow an up-and-coming Le Mans team winner. Um, I think that the sky's the limit and everything in between. So Holbrook isn't sure she fits every aspect of what W Series is hoping to achieve, and that doesn't isn't as an, see, that doesn't see as a negative. Okay, well, what's the next step for the women currently in W series? I think that in the top three, she'll be able to showcase their talent and move on to maybe the next step in their phase of end career, or whatever that may look like. For the rest of us, I say the rest of us because it's unlikely that she's going to be in the top three. But for the rest of us, I would say my goal is to continue in W series and I want another year at it. I'm a bigger believer, and you got to give two years to anything uh, to be hugely successful or find any kind of success. Quality racing. There's quality drivers in, in the series. So um, the article is much longer than this, and this is kind of the best thing that I felt like she was saying, that I guess I saw this as a, um, a a this is what you were going to do forever, and you were going to race against other women, and everybody was going to be happy about that. But I wasn't thinking of this as being a, a stepping stone for where women could, I guess, practice or something, and to get better about racing, in other opportunities that they didn't have access to. I guess I, I I don't know. I guess I thought of it that way, but I had been so negative about the series and I've been really trying to educate myself on what they're actually doing and what, um, you know, what the women are getting out of it. And of course a woman wins every time. So what is that really getting at? And of course I haven't been comparing um, times or anything like that to see where it connects with men and other like what comparable are.
1: Well, they're running different cars, aren't they?
3: I don't know the difference. I don't know the extent of what what they race. Probably not directly comparable. Yeah,
1: sure. yeah it was it was like Formula Two, but had a different package, I believe.
2: Yep. Um, but the uh, we follow Shay Holbrook on our social media, and she was like driving around, posting. Uh, and what was interesting is the the sense of fraternity among all of those drivers, even though they're going to go out there and. Try and duke it out, you know. Only one of them can win. But they all ride their races together. They're all staying together. It it seemed pretty legit.
3: Well, I mean, is that also is it the the culture of the series, or is that because women are nicer than men, like to each other? Or I, I, mean, wanna, I, I don't know.
2: I want to <laughs> say no. I I do. Uh, you know, uh, the the latter part of your statement is just fact. All right, we can argue why I mean, or why, not, but but uh, I think I think it's, it's, it's the culture. But. Yeah, but I do think it's the culture of the series. And, uh, one of the points that they were trying to make is the fans are kind of seeing that is like, you know, it's, it's like going to see in a minor league baseball team, you know, no, they're not getting paid millions of dollars. They're there because they really do enjoy that kind of stuff. And on a level, I, I always enjoy minor league. Like, I don't, I'm not even a like baseball a, fan. I enjoy going to see a minor league baseball team. It's as, a little bit a more honest,
3: pure sport. Yeah. If they're not in it for the money,
1: it's
2: not corrupted. be. Sure.
3: Maybe so. So yeah, so I, I'm trying to open it up to it because before I was very adamant about how much I'd hated it. But if you're using it as a stepping stone or it's just a place that you can actually get into, if women can't actually make it to any of these teams because either they're not good enough or they're just shunned because they're women or something, um, then then they can go here to race. So, yeah.
1: I mean, the real thing is that they say that there is lack of spaces to be seen if you're a
3: woman driver. Right. I mean that makes sense. I mean you not know. think.
1: Anyway. Yeah. That, anyway okay. I I I I am gonna continue listening to this story. Uh and but we'll move on to the next story. Mid year changes to the AER rulebook. Um it was decided to release a mid season revision to the rulebook. It can be found at a link in the show notes, AER slash rules. Uh it seems that most of the rules are written about who is eligible to drive in AER. Uh rule 1.1 which is always the first one is entirely rewritten 1.2 is added because they're going to start doing hard card licenses Uh, they did a little thing on the window nets they did a little thing on firemen and they're also going to require headlamps for when the rain flag is out so uh, they already require the rear blinky rain light so now they are also requiring a headlight
2: okay Cool. cool All right, folks, we've talked about the 2020 Corvette, and according to Ronnie Schrieber, writing for Hagerty, if you want one, well, it might just be too late. Uh, from a uh, recent debut up in Michigan, Michael Simcoe introduced the mid-inter iteration of America's sports car, and he said, if you want the latest and greatest vet, you better hurry up and get your deposit in. The 2020 Stingray is going fast, and he believes that the orders have already hit the first-year production numbers. Just uh, for some reference, according to the article, typical Corvette production is about 30000 a year, barring uh, economic crisis, and uh, on occasion has gone up to 40000 But GM's not releasing how many they're going to make, but they're just saying that, hey, uh, we might actually be hitting our production max, and there is talk of adding another shift. So uh, if you want that vet there, you better jump on it. And probably pay $40,000 too much.
1: I I think I mentioned this last week. There's one thing GM knows how to do. Crank out a lot of freaking cars. (laughs) Yep. I mean, compared to what, like, a Ferrari or Porsche or Lamborghini would be able to produce in a year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, not really Tesla the company, but Tesla-related news. Lars Thompson, his wife Betty, and their daughter Robin who just got her license uh, were the tr- a trio who set out and they completed a coast-to-coast trek in just 48 hours, 10 minutes behind the wheel of a Tesla model three, three long range rear wheel drive. Three drivers average 58.9 miles per hour over the 2,800 mile trip. This includes 19 stop at supercharger stations to keep the Tesla moving. The record lasted for one count it one day. uh uh, uh. (laughs) thank you uh kyle connor uh of out of spec and co-driver matthew davis took their own tesla model 3 from new york to los angeles in just forty-five sixteen. i haven't seen all the data but this looks like they are two legitimate records because they are releasing enough data and it's uh um not so fast that they're worried about getting incarcerated. So, EV record broken twice in 24 hours. Cool.
2: Well, the the first one I don't think the the average less than 60.
1: Yeah. Take that, wow. Alex Roy. Where are you, buddy?
2: Well, actually, he commented if you wrote that article, he actually commented on it and something along the lines of uh, records are meant to be broken, and then probably started calling around to see who could loan him a Tesla. Yeah.
0: Yep. Towing a trailer with a generator running the whole time. <laughs> you know? Not sure
1: that's allowed in the rules.
0: Oh, well. Yes.
1: Rules. Racing results. who so
0: Lemons was at the Ridge last weekend. What a great track it is out there. If you uh, have the opportunity, I highly recommend it. So some of the teams we thought might do well, like Hella Shitty, they had their boring BMW, and they were flirting with the lead, but blew a head gasket. Sad trombone. Uh,
2: wah, wah. Yeah.
0: Silver Sleeves, those wonderful folks with terrible British cars, finished 9th and ninth. So they got one of those terrible British cars, which is either an MG 1100 or an Austin or Land, Land crab. Crab into 9th. That's spectacular. Well crazy. done. Rogue Squadron 92 center is 19th. Pretty good for a car that hasn't run in five years. Mighty Model T, GT1 overall. Fastest lap of the weekend, 158, and that is moving. Um, tetanus Onset 28th and the Cha Otis was sixth overall, third and B, which <laughs> hey, that's amazing for a ch-
1: Otis. Exactly. The Adventurous teams, the Sopranos, Supranos, uh with their super engine Corona managed twenty-six laps, one Jay Z, no crap. Uh IWGT took their probe and MX six to twenty-fourth and twenty-seventh. Aren't the probe and the MX six like the exact same thing? Yep. Uh while their boring BMW was thirty-fifth. So oh, show up ha. the probe or an MX six, you'll do better. Uh Eric called the worst running lemons car ever. Maple Bacon's Caprice finished thirty third, but it only got them fourth in C. I think it's pretty good. Thirty third. Uh Low Road Racing's Mustang 2 and their Sunbird was sev- was 17th and the AMC Spirit never started. Aww. But they did take 1st and 3rd in C with the Sunbird and uh Mustang. Great uh choices. so uh-
3: Yep, yeah. I want to rock the America uh was 29th overall, measurably mediocre motorsports found their way to tow their mini from uh to the race and found their way to 7th overall. The wow. Zora Dum what's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Zora Dumkov Racing their 76 Corvette was 3rd overall, took the B class win and our friends at the Crab Can mixed tape I mess this up every mixed <laughs> date, mixed <laughs> tape mixed tape date clubbing whatever uh to, and the corrado <laughs> took second
0: wow all right that's impressive we got a model <laughs> t <laughs> and then a corrado yeah. and then a yeah. bmw powered corvette in the top three uh, and then... let's
1: be serious the tgt is about as model t as i am nba basketball player at this point yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean we're both like humans. so
2: much but it, it is also like 90% death trap, too. So, you know, props I mean, to anyone that can strap into that. Thing. Oh,
0: it was completely just made of bits they had around. Like, really. <laughs> so, anyway. Yes. A lot right. of sorting, though.
2: Now we did miss previewing the Champ Car at Utah Motorsports Park. You might know that as Miller, uh, but they ran a pair of eight-hour races this past weekend. And it was an unfortunate Champ Car West turnout, which genuinely sucks, and I hope they get past the the stigma of that previous person, you know, involved in the organization. But they had fourteen cars, three BMWs, <laughs> so sad. four so Miatas. Sad. A Honda, a P car, and the Ford Racing School out there had a 2015 Mustang GT. That matters in a second. Saturday, saw the Bandits in a 79 Trans Am on top with the MR Miatas one minute and 17 seconds back. Zoom, zoom, kabooms, Miata was third. They were three laps back. The fourth place car, Teggy Spaghetti, ran the fastest or I'm sorry, one minute, 47 second lap. The Ford School Mustang, which was running in the exceptional class, the outlaw class, with instructors running it, a 2015 Ford factory race car ran a 146. <laughs> so that says something about that, how this amateur that. racing has really you, – you could tell us we're not really racing anymore, but a guys took a crap can Acura Integra, a bunch of amateurs, and they ran within a second of factory instructors. So that's got to be impressive. Sunday, it was all Miata. Utah Valley University edged out Cremaster, racing by six whole seconds. And zoom, zoom, kaboom, again, three laps back for the bronze. Now, we haven't talked much about XX Speed, but this weekend they're rolling back from Canada, eh, and their hometown track at the Autobot Country Club just outside of Chicago. In August, you can look for them at Putnam Park in Indianapolis and Pikes Peak in Colorado. September, they're going to the aforementioned Utah Motorsports Campus as well as Michigan International Speedway. And just outside of Omaha, Nebraska, they're going to be at raceway park of the Midlands. Choose your car, like the new Corvette probably eventually. I don't know. Choose your track and choose your date. Just remember to use everyone raceway all one word, and get your 25% off Extreme Experience. It's your turn.
1: Awesome. We had a lot of listener feedback, a lot of interaction on all of the social media, including it seems that my singing of the <laughs> whoa, Black Betty, Ramble, Can,
0: Black Betty has- had a fruit?
1: it's kind of goofy rambutan kind of juicy rambutan uh it seems that people uh, either loved or hated that because they love talking about it uh top fan is jen which i believe is somebody's sister at the podcast yes Yes, who had a great meme and it was like whoa black betty there's a picture of rambutans there's a picture of panda panda <laughs> um, this, uh, uh, some lady <laughs> with a name Peggy Bhutan. No, it was
3: Pam, Pam Balam Pam Space Balam I, a, One more. It was uh, very. F- yes, props to Jen. She did a good yeah. job.
2: Bill Fisher texted me as soon as that episode was up and just texted. It's stuck in my head.
3: Right.
1: That's what, <laughs> that's what
3: Jen said. It was. It's everybody. And then, of course, actually this weekend, not for no reason at all. All of a sudden, I was like. Damn it, stuck in my head <laughs> like for no reason, okay, anyway, so uh Christopher Scott, David, and Eric all got into a discussion about the formula uh the formulas for acceleration versus the formula for velocity. so we have provoked intelligence uh packet in crew they We will never be better
1: now we we only we know not even to get in that fight. We know we don't <laughs> yeah. know enough physics.
2: I'm just impressed that we've sparked that intelligent of a discussion. Huh. I don't think we've done that before. It's because they're not drunk
0: enough yet. <laughs> oh well.
2: Now Jeff posted up a picture of his long roof for life, and he just started a discussion about how much money should he sink into the under trays of his daily beater.
1: That's right. Uh, I I I have put about. of the plastic back into my car. Uh, One piece just arrived from Amazon. One piece is still yet to be ordered. And I basically said, like, why do I care with 160,000 miles? And man, did that like light off. Uh, Derek (laughs) Davis said he'd finish adding, I like to have my daily as close to perfect as reasonably possible. I want to minimize wrenching and maximize reliability. Generally, that means... OEM parts were better only. Trust me, I did not order OEM glass shield.
2: Nemesis, if you, were <laughs> a, were, if you were a super villain, he would be the guy in the cape that would fight you.
1: I, I was like, are these directly from China? Do they are they like filled with poison? Will they like <laughs> yes. give me cancer as soon as I touch them? Yes, that's what I want. That's yep. a dollar cheaper. I'll take yep. it.
0: Yeah, Eric said he'd put a total solid car payment in to make it right. No thinking about it.
3: So Dinesh Ramas, Ramasar um, suggested replace the broken important bits, throw some duct tape, zip tie slash zip ties slash JB Weld on the not important broken pieces, then replace those good pieces from the junkyard.
0: I definitely have a zip tie holding some of the plastic bits in the front of the NSX together because
2: it worked <laughs> and
0: it yeah. was there.
1: Yeah, I actually yeah. removed. It's a temporary repair
2: as, until it stops holding, and then yeah, yeah exactly. I...
1: I actually had zip ties holding together the remnants of the old black plastic, and hadn't touched it since two thousand and twelve.
0: So it well, held together that long. Yep. Cool. Cool. And then Uncle Dave, I think, wrapped it up nicely. Jeff.
3: Oh,
1: I was waiting for James.
0: That's all right. Sorry. So well, yeah.
2: James James McGuire said, "If if, if your fifty bucks is going to result in damage, or not." Spending 50 bucks is going to damage the other parts. Then just finish it, Jeff.
1: Yeah. Uncle Dave said, who seems to be the only person who knows me? I would finish that job. Jeff probably will not.
2: (laughs) He's not wrong. No, he's he's not. (laughs) in more listener feedback our overseas fan club president erling posted a hella sweet picture of his daily driver sporting both an e1r and a garage heroes and training sticker
3: okay so now let's let's get over our feedback and now we actually have a real question from our young chris egan friend uh from the racing world when you guys consumer advice right here here we go yeah yeah this is like we could make a show about this um When you guys are doing instructing in louder cars, use something like a chatterbox. My brother-in-law is joining us for Thompson and we're trying to get him out on Friday to get acclimated. It's a little loud in the sob and we'd be shouting back and forth. So the Chatterbox Tandem looks to be about fifty dollars plus forty dollars per headset, which seems steep for what it is. I can think I can build. I think I can build my own for under ten dollars, which is probably true for Chris Egan um, in parts, which would be a direct plug into our existing he- radio headsets, and I might even be able to integrate the radio so we can still hear and talk in the pits. I am looking for real world feedback on the off shelf off the shelf solutions to talk to me out of yet another project. Mental.
2: So as far as intercar communications, yes, this is absolutely essential. If you're trying to coach or be coached and you're yelling, especially through a full-face helmet, you find yourself leaning a lot, uh, leaning over to the person talking to you, and that takes your attention away from the road. If you're going to be doing it for an extended period of time, you will actually lose your voice, and it's, it's exhausting to try and hear, and it's exhausting to try and speak. So I do use a chatterbox button, and Chris is going to talk about this in a second. Um, they're garbage. They moved their production overseas uh, a number of years ago, and their quality control is is just not kept up and but i still have like three of them and you know i'm constantly kind of fiddling around trying to get them to work but it does also allow you to convey information by you know a rise in your voice you know the infamous break 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 kind of a deal um i've seen better ideas i you know but i, I haven't seen a whole lot of work but you're you're a smart guy give it a shot and if that doesn't work chatterboxes are always going to be there
1: Yeah, I don't know what the answer is, because I don't think I've ever seen a perfect one, but I will tell you that yelling, even for a short time, is not the answer. Uh, Back in the day, we used to instruct at Extreme Experience without some sort of chatterbox box, and it was very difficult to coach while you scream, and... It's like they don't know whether they're being screamed at because you're panicking or screamed at because the car is loud and your voice is going to blow out. And through two full face helmets, don't yell. Pick out something. Do something about it.
0: Yeah, I had a chatterbox for years. It sucked and then it broke. So now I have a race com from HMS Motorsports, which is much better than the chatterbox, and what especially makes it good for me, and I think I should probably get another one of these cords. Is I have a cord that plugs it directly into my helmet kit that I use for the ring car radios. So you're not using one one of those little boom mics that you can't fit into the helmet very well, and that's hard to do. I mean, those are you need those for when you have students that don't have helmet kits, but where I can plug mine right into my helmet kit, to my normal earbuds, to my mic that already exists. That's really convenient. That works well. Um, yelling just doesn't work. I've even gone out with people. Like I went out with Bill this last time, and I could did we didn't have a chatterbox once because I loaned it to Chrissy and her instructor. And I said to Bill, I said I'm not yelling at you. I just want you to hear me. That's all. It's not. A, I'm not mad.
3: So I have um, some thoughts from being on the instructed side. So I um, have used it. I didn't. I don't like the one that Chris has. I don't think it's easy. I don't think I can hear. Um, and it's it's bigger problem I guess the, I think the earpiece is really the problem so I am in I'm, I'm full support of everybody else you need to have one it's totally necessary um, worth having and I don't know that I've also had a perfect one but I think the earpiece is most of the problem which seems well I mean you need two par- parts can you talk into it or can you uh, hear from it and then if the earpiece doesn't actually fit well in your ear um, I don't know if yours has ear padding on it still oh, I feel like torn off Right, so I mean, like that makes it so uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not good to to talk about this because my ears are weird, but um, which is actually and why Thank are you- they weird? Well, you
0: had the same complaint about the last one I had. You said I can never get this in the right spot. I can't hear you. I can't. So- right.
1: It, it it really seems that the the world of head the world of of helmet kits. Ninety percent of them at some point take a mini plug to put whatever kind of earbuds you have in. There should be some sort of comm that has an earplug plug, so that way whoever comes in can plug in their own headphones. Well, they need and a I mic think,
0: too. So that's the thing. You, you need like sure. we have, like in our race helmets, you need the helmet kit with the wiring for the mic and the earbuds. And then but it's an a NASCAR. That. Right. If I have to yeah, buy yeah, the other cord, right. yeah, no, the other that cord. sounds and fantastic. But then, then all y'all can just plug in that way, but, and we don't have yeah, to use the boom mic.
2: Thing. Um, that but now like uh, Chatterbox does Chatterbox does make a helmet kit. When I have my instructing helmet, and oh, it's we a don't conventional. Need a...
3: Well, we don't need another helmet kit. I already no, got no, one. No, no, no. I'm
2: saying, but um, for for other folks that are not going down this route, you can permanently mount earphones and a microphone in your helmet for a Chatterbox that you don't have to constantly fiddle with the earpiece, and it doesn't use the boom mic. Yeah, because I, I think I half the promise
3: shoving it you have to shove it in your helmet and you end up just not like you're moving all the helmet parts around so yeah
2: and then you break it half the time when you go
3: to yank it out
0: i had one of those chatterbox in the helmet kits and it wasn't very good you're better off just getting one of their actual racing ones and that way it has more than one use because the chatterbox ones only plug into chatterboxes that's like Mm -hmm. a little (laughs) stupid five pin design it's no good so um, I think, Chris, the answer is for 10 bucks, make your own because mine wasn't cheap, but it's the best <laughs> one out there. So, And
3: if you think you can do it, you probably you might be, doing, be able to do it better, especially if you already no. have helmet kits.
1: Chris but can why make not, anything. He, I know. He, he knows the radio stuff. Why not just put two radios in the car? Is there a little delay on those two? Sure. Slightly. but Well,
0: yeah. if you're
3: saying stop, 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 break, 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 break. Oh, shoot. You didn't yeah. hear me. There was a delay. All right.
0: Well, there we go. We've solved yep.
2: nothing. It's about right.
3: A good question. Well, Thanks for asking.
2: You know who's always crystal clear and precise with her instructions?
3: <laughs> oh, sure. Chrissy's mom. Hi.
2: <laughs>
3: okay. It's main topic time. Uh, Okay, so we're here today. We are going to talk about uh, how to go faster. That's what our main topic is. So this show is piggybacking off of last week's show. So we have plenty of time to sit around and talk about our experience about bringing cars to the track for an HPDE. But maybe you can't do that. Maybe you have childcare issues, a family that can't handle a day away or two without you. Maybe you just can't afford it. I get it. When we talk about the value of the HPDE for the weekend, they're not cheap. So. Uh, with your excuse in mind figure out your excuse why you can't get to the track or why you can't go faster that's what we're going to talk about what can you do to make yourself or at least try to make yourself better even if you can't get on an actual racetrack with uh, and ideally with your actual race car so here are some ideas we have a bunch and go all
0: right i'll start us off Watch some video, but don't just watch video. It's funny. You can just sit there with a the beer and watch some video. and Okay, that's fine. But you're not getting much out of it. You need to focus on some technique while you're watching, like vision, like braking. Where is this person starting and stopping their braking? Um, you can usually tell by this, the angle of the car or if you can see their feet. That's great. Um, car control, like where is someone understeering? Where is someone oversteering? How are they responding to it? Everything like that. There's there's plenty to talk about there. Um, how are they managing their traffic? Traffic management is really important. And if you you have, like, here's a great example. Find some of the team on the West Coast, um, Cerveza Racing. Their traffic management is excellent. They're the kind of person that's going to win the race most of the time because they just come up behind you. And then they're just gone. You don't know really where they were because they're not intrusive on you. They just come up around you when it's appropriate and they move on. So things like that. Everyone has video. Most people seem to put some online so you can use the stuff that's online or share, like ask someone that you know that has a similar car and has a very good driver. If you, they will share some of their video with you. They probably will. Um, Like I know, I would, and I'd even talk it through with you. You might even be able to get someone like that who's going to be able to talk it through with you very carefully. So,
3: Um, so I have a a comment on that. So we, uh, this is speaking of watching a video, uh, learning about vision, which I don't mean uh, to give our E1R speed secret, which is what I'm going to call them now because that makes us sound really cool. Um, So, (laughs) 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 right? Or I could come up with a. uh, He didn't patent the phrase "speed secret." Faster. Thinking of a synonym for a secret. Um, I can't come up with it. Whatever. Worry, um, okay, fine. <laughs> um, so we uh, one of the the fun things would be to watch a the video a, uh racers three sixty. So while we were at HPD, they have a great video on um, vision that we showed that we watched there, and uh, we'll talk more about that in our vision episode. But if you're looking for some more, find some pros, find some videos that are um, that have six million views and on a topic, and watch it. So Racers360 had some great great videos. Thanks. Like, Sorry, if you want to go. watch
0: Footwork, find the Ayrton Senna video when he debuted the yes! NSX. the NSX. <laughs> and he great. is just moving this thing around Suzuka wearing yes. penny loafers and white socks. White socks. Because it was the 80s, baby. Right, they have a camera in the footwell, <laughs> and you are watching the dance he does on the pedals there, and it's amazing in penny loafers. So... Yeah, I mean, and yes, he's Santa, but still, it's a fun thing to watch to compare how to your foot videos are, or much worse. So, um, what? Well, mental. Well, I was going to
2: say, and also now uh, with a lot of the, the track, the affordable track acquisitions, the track data acquisition systems, you can get a lot of them that'll have, even if it's just the green light for the gas and the red light for the brake. And that, that's key to the focusing on that technique. You know, yep. where are they braking? You can tell where they're braking because the, the red light will light up or even more. Some, some will have those, the infamous traction circles and you'll see it move, start moving towards the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Harry's will do that, especially if you can overlay mm-hmm. it. Um, I used to use. Um, we had a boost gauge in the car, and it was clearly visible in the camera lens, so <laughs> I could tell when, you, even without the turbo, when you were on the throttle fully because we'd have zero vacuum, and then I could tell when you lifted because it would spike down. So things like that you can use too. Um, so anyway, pick a specific thing to watch, not just watching the video. Here's some things like break on and off points. You can see that clearly. Um, hand positions you might not know it, but you might have your hands all over the wheel during the track and not keep them in a nice spot. You also might be moving your hands around very quickly. Your speed of your control inputs might not be as it should be. Um, so take, take a good video of someone you th- that's doing well and it's going quickly and ideally a similar car, but not necessarily watch their video for a while and then immediately switch to your video. Cause if you do it back to back, you will notice things that you're not going to notice just sitting and watching one for half an hour. So do a few laps of one, a few laps of the other, looking only at the one thing you're looking at, see where the differences are, and think about it, decide what you want to do. That's my video speech. Smart.
3: Like it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get back on a soapbox that I'm usually on from uh, that I like to get on. Uh, make your track maps. I really found a lot of value in this. I um, I don't think it has to be as fancy, though. So I committed to this practice with a large piece of paper, brand new pencils, brand new Sharpies, because I was like, we're going to do this. And uh, you don't have to do some that. Glitter, can, some glitter. I didn't,
2: went to the I, arts and crafts store. I
3: hate glitter. <laughs> I hate glitter. It gets everywhere. Uh, it gets everywhere, especially on your face and like, whatever. So no glitter. So don't put glitter on your track map. That is silly and un- completely unnecessary. Anyway, um, you can actually just do this with a scrap of paper from your paper recycle. You could just go do that and go get it. Uh, watch some video on a laptop, find a pencil. So you need a pencil. I know they're hard to find. I know nobody has them around, <laughs> but I would not do these in pen because uh, you're probably going to r- erase things a couple times. So Um, I, uh, and just try to do it and make sure and just like start somewhere, even if you're not good at drawing, I'm really not good at drawing. Um, but I found so much value in it because when you're learning the track, before you get to the track, it's one less thing you need to do when you're on the track. And so it's, and it's, it, it does more inputs when you are just watching video track, track video. If you're drawing it and you're thinking about it, you're doing more and solidifying that knowledge of, Actually, and When you're watching the video, you're doing more than just watching it. You're more engaged. Go, Jeff.
1: Uh, I think this is a fantastic idea. I love that you do it, and I think I should do it too because I know that I'm a visual learner, and I have a real problem learning tracks by watching video. You I know. watch the video and it doesn't really enter my brain. Now, mm-hmm. if I do a couple of hot laps in a right seat, and then I go watch the video. I start learning a lot more. Sure. So whatever is happening in the video is not getting into my brain.
3: Sure. But if you're watching it and you're uh, – but I and I also always print out or at least look at a piece of uh, – look at the track map. So, like, you have to look – I feel like I need to say, okay, what is – turn one look like in a um, in a satellite view in a um, you know a track map in addition to the video because I feel like I need to see it 2D and then when you're watching it you're seeing it in a different view
1: well and I think that's what you're doing when you are drawing it you are looking at multiple angles you're looking at the satellite view you're you're really trying to discern where that turn goes When I watch track, I end up just watching it like a TV show. Oh, let me out as quick. This is this. So I I, I guess that's my piece of advice. If you can hold on for a second, mental, because it probably chimes in here. Um, I didn't learn anything until I started watching for the actual things I would look in for the driver's seat. Like if I just watched, it became a TV show. But if I said this lap, I'm going to find all the breaking points. Or this lap, I'm going to find all the flag stations. Or this lap, I'm going to look for the turn-in arrows. That's when the only time I would really get any value. And it's a problem. I, I need to find a way to, to learn without being there.
3: And sometimes you can't do that if you don't have Friday testing day. I mean, fortunately, we usually do. But you know, you never know if the car breaks. You don't get that time. But you still need to know what you're doing before you get out on track for the race. Go ahead, mental. now go.
2: Well, and, and that comes down to, so before you do this, you need a genuine, genuine and honest assessment of what kind of learner you are. I'm a visual learner, so YouTube is, is great for me. But if you kind of pull back from it and you can't immerse yourself in that video image, then yeah, find something where Jeff's talking about where you're connecting what you're seeing on the screen and putting it into your brain. And that may very well be sitting there with your track map and that video on repeat as you, you now are involving muscles and fingers and, and as you're drawing these curves and that's helping you learn these sorts of things. And one of the things also, once I feel like I've kind of got the big muscle movements down on a track, when I'm doing other things, I'll have that on in the background and don't turn the sound off because that does kind of start to cue in what they're doing, where they're getting on the brakes, where they're getting on the gas. So much to my coworkers annoyance, I will have a video on repeat while I'm actually working on something else and in the back processes of my brain, I'm visually driving that track. Okay. Here's where that downshift was. Okay. Oh, Hey, I remember he missed a shift on that third lap right there. So understand if you're a visual or if you're, and if you're not a visual learner, but you, you read something and it sticks in your brain, Someone has written down these notes. Um, when we first ever did Circuit of the Americas with extreme experience, um, John Edkins, on, uh, he's a local instructor there. He sent us two pages of notes, not just how to drive the track, but common mistakes that students made. It was brilliant. And I read over those. And after my first lap around CODA, it all, oh, God, this is exactly what he was talking about. So there's more ways to skin that cat. and You got to get at it. And now the other thing I'm going to get into, Jeff, unless you want to go, hang on a second, a little freedom here. <laughs> Literally right over my head. Hey, I'm trying to record a show here. You want to land that thing? Dear God, got a second one.
1: Is that okay. a, uh, is that anything secret? Like, is that a UFO or is it like something standard? You're
2: just going to have to come out here and storm Area 51 with the rest of them to find out.
1: I know to put my arms behind me when I run so they can't shoot me.
2: So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, But is um, all of these techniques and, and learning to do stuff and learning how to drive faster, not just learning the track, but just learning how to drive faster, you don't have to be going fast to do it. Chris talked about hand technique. We all get really lazy. Grab that steering wheel at 1 o'clock, and that's how we drive down the freeway. But if you start training yourself to keep those hands at 9 o'clock and 3 o'clock, Your heel toe. Yes, I'm going to beat this horse yet some more. Practice this stuff while you're driving on your normal street. If you're learning to left foot brake, you can do that while you're driving in traffic. You don't have to go fast to practice fast. And while you don't have to be musical about it, I have found that it helps to talk to myself. Okay, I'm coming onto the freeway entrance ramp. There's my apex right there. I'm looking at that cone. Ah, that homeless guy's taking a crap on the side of the road. All right, now I accelerate and move on. So it's it's the more you can involve yourself. You've got all this dead time where you're you're commuting to work anyway. Might as well make the most of it. Jeff, I believe you've got something about freeway training.
1: Yeah, um, and this was something that was mentioned in our in our uh, track training like the cloverleaf is your best
3: friend. It was actually from my instru- one of my instructors or one of my was it your I don't remember.
1: Mm-hmm. Um but like don't just go around a cloverleaf as fast as you can. Like that's not teaching you anything. Like play with the traction. Load the front, load you know like accelerate, feel the weight transfer. You know, load one side, load the other side. Like this is where you really can. It's a nice long sweeping turn. Take your time and do a few different things. Feel what it does in the car. That's different. Chris, you got something on this? Yeah, you can.
0: You can totally steer with the throttle at a fifty percent corner, like just enough. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, practice a little bit if you're into a good solid corner and mid gas. Pop off mm-hmm. the gas, feel the weight transfer, and feel the line of the car tighten right up. And then yes. once it does, get back on the gas you know, moderately, and you'll feel the weight transfer, and you'll see the line open up. And that's with your hand at exactly the same spot on a constant radius corner. So it's a great way to start practicing getting a feel for those things.
1: That is a more yeah. articulate, more intelligent way of saying exactly what I was trying to say.
2: Yeah, And like Chris Thank said, you. and you don't have to do it to the point where the cop behind you would pull you over. You, you can yep. just very nope. slight modulation.
1: And you can do it
0: in something like a suburban too. Like it goes a little slower yeah, exactly. when you do it that you way. Exactly.
1: Anything. A you suburban can actually totally trip a be suburban too. But yeah. I, I <laughs> yep. mean, really, a suburban might be better because the weight is going to transfer more. Your tires are going to be more terrible. I mean.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. It's like a can you oh, minivan pickup truck? Two hundred thousand mile suburban with blown <laughs> shocks. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> oh
2: well. Um, I'm going to throw in there. We've all talked about it. Karting, um, you can develop that butt accelerometer. Uh, if you're a situation like Chrissy mentioned where you know you got family and you can't get away for a weekend to go to an HBDE school, that's a great family night out. Go on down to a dready karting or pole position raceway, you know, or something like that. You know, not necessarily the putt putt golf course. They should course.
1: totally sponsor us.
2: They should totally sponsor us. But but a, a, a good Bingo. night. It's a Bingo. good family activity. Ah, what'd you get? I've got. Hashtag they should totally sponsor that us it, is the yeah. last one.
0: Uh, so someone rem- reminisces about a past vehicle, about the Wartburg. That should totally sponsor us. Mm-hmm. Free space, IOE winner, and general Wakeman problems. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. What so, was the well, general
1: well, Wakeman problem? I mean, we, what, there's what many. I just didn't know which Wakeman one. Uh, I mean,
2: they're, 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 the general Wakeman The Miata. Parts, I think
3: the Miata. Think your
2: car parts. Oh wait, That's right. Yeah, the brake and the headlights yeah. that came on.
3: That's
2: uh, yeah. Okay,
1: that counts. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah but uh you know and and, or if if you don't take your family that or that's just not their jam but you can get like a a i don't want to use the phrase you know kitchen pass because you know we got lots of ladies who do this too but you can get your night away from the house going to one of those karting places is a great place to meet other gear heads i used to know a, a whole ton of them that they couldn't afford to go racing anymore but on thursday nights that was their thing and they were totally going to be down there at the uh andretti carding throwing down you know it was almost a league night Uh,
1: i maybe i do carding wrong but i find almost no transferable skills if i thrashed a car and did these stupid like i basically put the gas on and never let off when i'm carding i just kind of like like tap the brakes a little and i just kind of like I try and drift it because I kind of think that's maybe faster if I can keep the, uh, the way I drive a cart is not fast, but it definitely is not even close to the way I drive a race car. So
2: are you, are you using traffic management? Are you looking ahead? No. Are you looking for oh, look
1: corners? Ahead. Yes. Okay. I look ahead, but you can and also do that. Because on the because if you're
2: not doing that, then yes, you're carting
0: wrong. Yeah. Lines, <laughs> lines are all you know, just, it's slightly different, but lines yeah. totally matter in carting. All right. Um, um, understeer management, like, you know, how long can you go and balance the corner, like the understeer, oversteer balance? You're changing your weight distribution by how you're doing the gas brake, and it's absolutely affecting how the, how it over- or understeer. So, and your reaction to it, like, if it's just oversteer, can't, are you catching it quickly? Are you catching it with the throttle? Are you catching it with steering? How are you doing it?
1: Yeah. All right. Point made. I guess I do.
0: Okay. Good. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put a pitch in here for a little telemetry. Nice in the winter. Pull out your your lap timer, look at it and ideally compare it to someone else. You know, if you have another a friend who uses the same system, you can share data with each other, which is really convenient to do so. Uh, yes, Chrissy. Can you
3: can you can you expand on that a little bit more? So you're talking about when you, we have been on track, and assuming that your track time on track has got has has taken telemetry. You're not talking your your car your street car and you're driving around the street, right? You're talking Correct. about use telemetry that you have received or used when your last time you were on track and analyzing that yes. now. That's what you're yes. trying to get at. Okay, if you could just Thank be a little you. more clear about that.
0: Thank you for clarifying. Take telemetry from sessions where you were in the race car on track. At some point in the past, ideally not too long ago, compare that data, which you know is your 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 speeds, your g forces, etc., with someone else, ideally in the same car, um, or if someone in a similar car. You can share it between different pla- different. If you have the same platform, it's really easy to share it. And then you overlay them over the two of them, and you can see where things are. And we do this pretty regularly because we have so many drivers in our car. We'll compare and see. All right, wh- who is better where? And we found. You know, all over the map of, okay, well, Chrissy's doing better in turn one, but Jeff is doing better in turn four, so they can both learn something from each other uh, in, in cases like that. So just look and see, and, but when you do, don't just say, oh, that's nice. Like, write it down. So next time you're at that track, you remember, okay, I can go faster in four because Jeff goes faster in four in my car, so I can totally do it. So you just have to remember that for the next time you're out. Because there's a lot of, a lot of yeah. great data in there, and that's like data 101 of looking at stuff like that. So give it a try. And, you know, if you're really cool, if you had a simu- simulator rig, you obviously can use that. Someday we probably should get one of those and figure that out. But, but Sure. The, the, right. Or
3: if we had it, the problem with would be time? just to actually, yeah, with what time, like, when are we actually going to have time to do it? Well, we have that whole good idea.
0: room. We could put it in there.
3: Or, you
2: uh, know, yeah, that's when that That gearhead network thing comes in too, because you might know somebody that has a simulator, and that's just a good party right there. Go to somebody's house and have a simulator. That's the only really safe place to drink and drive. Yep,
0: yep. Then you can do how many shots does it take until you? Hello,
1: Mr. Egan. I'm coming to borrow your simulator. Please. Uh, Tyler
2: Hoffman, if you're down in Atlanta, he's it's it's the center point of his living room. That's right. Should be. Please
1: host all of my greasy friends in your house, and we'll order a pizza. (laughs)
2: chris touched on this and chris harps on this very specifically when we're at the track but when you're going out of the track even if you if if all this fails you can't go go go-karting you're doing your best to practice on the street but you drive a nissan leaf for three miles in traffic um when you're at the track, make the most of your time at the track because chances are if you're doing it at that level, you know you're not going for the win. But you do still want to get better at this. So you want to establish specific goals for each time you're in the car. Now, the phrase we like to use in all this total quality business management stuff is have a smart goal, S-M-A-R-T.
1: Uh, yeah, so smart.
2: measurable,
1: S-M-R-T.
2: Yeah. S-M-R-T. Specific, measurable, agreed upon, realistic, and time-based. Specific, I'm going to master... Turn one. Just this one time, I'm going to try and get two seconds faster, or I'm going to have 100 more RPMs, or I'm going to do something measurable. You're in a car. You're either judging it by time, RPMs, or speed. It's already there. Agreed upon. Um, Talk to the other people on your team. Hey, we really like to see you work harder on this. Maybe they'll go out there and spot you for a couple of times. Um, And then finally, realistic. I'm going to win this race. I'm going to be the fastest driver on this team, even though I've never been the fastest driver on this team. And maybe I'm just going to focus on being five seconds faster than I was on Saturday and time-based during this session. It, it It's kind of already included in there. So just try and have a definitive point for how you are going to function every one of those times you get into a car.
1: Awesome. Um, can, I, can I wrap up? Is there anything else to say before I hit the wrap up sentence? Go for it. All right. I know all of today was talking about, ways to train when you can't get on track and i know that we have just spent some time at the track and found it extremely valuable i'm gonna put in a plug for do what you can to get on the track when you're not on track and you got a winter why not start surfing cut some extra lawns eat ramen a few more times save up the couple hundred bucks and get your butt on track all right Miatas are cheap. Track There's night one for
2: $600, an hour and 45 minutes south of Las Vegas, should you want to come out
1: here. Not sure' you looking, apparently. <laughs> exactly. Track <laughs> night in America is dirt cheap. You could do it in any streetcar with three-point belts, including your Nissan Leaf. It's really fun. So why not spend some time finding a way to get on track? Call your idiot friends and be like, hey, you want to go do this track day in your car? Ha, ha, ha. You know, even if you drive a Suburban, you probably know a race car guy who's got some janky piece of crap in his house and you could take it and and, and,
2: and, yeah, and needs to needs it towed. That, so well, now now you've totally. got a mutually beneficial relationship.
1: Dude, I'll tow your crappy Miata to the track. If we go on a track day together, you can share cars. Get on the track.
0: Mic drop. Anyone yeah, else? Really? Whew, that's it.
1: <laughs> I like it. Wow. I called you out. Hello, sweet but terrible, but no it is all. Oh, oh, sweet but oh, terrible on Lord. the spot. I have a question that no one knows, and I'm going to throw it out there and they're all gonna have to answer. We are less than two weeks away from our next race in Thompson, and we seem to have our cars mostly prepared. What the hell are you going to be doing in the next nine or ten days? That you have all this extra free time? Quote, free time, mental, arrive and drive. I so this is this is actually not a change for
2: me at all. I'm going to uh, continue uh, continue to run. Um, I might have some comments on how well my suit was laundered when I arrive. I, I don't I don't know about that. Uh, they they must be, be getting
0: a tip. very friendly comments. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise. I think it's going gonna, next to the cat I'm,
2: box for next
0: time. <laughs> right. I was,
3: I was going to say, I'm just going to put it on the ground and step on it. I can have my I, dogs lay on it.
2: Right. I, I, I think in, the, uh, in our group... Uh, oh, oh. Uh, oh man, uh, all... I going to look at the give oh. Chrissy. <laughs> uh, I so, so no no, uh, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: think he just said. Uh, okay, moving uh, on.
2: All right.
3: Chrissy. Uh, I already told you my what you're working on, what I'm planning on doing. Um, hopefully, I get to sleep sometime in here. But uh, I have never lots of never the track. Why would you want to sleep now? Wait, what do I have to do for? What did you say? The, the question was, what am I doing for the next nine days? Yeah, because our cars are mostly done. What are you doing? Uh, I have so much to do in the next nine days. I uh, we have prep for uh, a paddock of 35 Yes, and then and packing we fortunately did a lot of packing last night Um, packing and uh, making sure that we are ready for the race Um, i'm going to practice my uh, dance in a costume for my judging
1: Uh i got i got fish
3: that's right i've got i gotta i gotta learn the leak dance well, that uh-huh. was what I was trying to, to not give away. Oh, but yes. sorry. Um, so we have that, and then I'm traveling from Sunday. you mean Sunday. there's no Santa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveling from Wednesday to Sunday. Uh, sorry, Sunday to Wednesday, and then I'm getting in a car and driving to Thompson. So that's what I'm doing for the next nine days.
2: I, I, I would actually pay money for the poor maid, you know, because Chrissy's got her headphones in, and she's wearing, like, you know, sweatpants and, and a workout shirt, and some maid just opens, and there she is dancing with, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Not the
0: weirdest thing the maid has probably seen in the hotel room, yeah when you know, anyway. some yeah
3: I need some I need some vegetables
0: all right <laughs> I'm, uh, i i
1: I will be purchasing and bringing leeks. so good,
0: I need to actually you know fix the car with all these parts that I just got all for right. it all right, but Somebody I was thinking that do. if i if and I have to help with the food stuff, but aside from that, I was thinking about trailer work because i bought led strip lights like stick on strip like we ooh, have ooh, the ooh. under cabinet lights i bought a bunch of those i thought that'd be great to wire those into the trailer to have nice inside lights and now that i've got the portable air conditioner i just need to put a duct in the trailer and then i could have an air conditioned heated trailer so like these are the kind of things I, uh, that i was thinking about doing if i didn't have the car ready or if i when ooh. I have the car ready it's ready we'll see how it well, goes
1: I, I guess i should answer i'm going to be working on pit bikes and trailer storage solutions. Mm, mm-hmm. I do have to drive to DC and pick up the ultra-reliable car. So I guess that's one night. Mm-hmm. But that's not bad compared no. to the normal thrash. Absolutely. So uh, it may be another good question to put out to the listeners. If you had an extra day or two between the next race, what would you do if your car actually got completed in time other than say hallelujah and buy a lottery ticket?
2: Um, I would I would like to point out to the garage heroes in training the answer is not go buy another car.
1: No, that is not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost <laughs> broken. <laughs> Next show promo <laughs> Who's got so, it?
0: So we are racing at Thompson Connect. So we're gonna be talking about Thompson. Have you been? If so, share a little bit of your thoughts and and your your trips, tricks, news, notes, whatever you want. Ask some questions. We've all been there. We've all done pretty well there. Uh, We're all going to be there, so make sure you're there. Don't forget the potluck. Besides, you know you're going to binge listen on the drive. So enjoy. Be safe. Come have some food. We'll see you there.
1: They're probably only hearing this podcast on the way if we (laughs) know our listeners. still
0: remember to come have some food. That's if anything for our sure. listeners can do yeah. by the looks of most of them is eat so there we go
1: <laughs> well the music means it's time to go thanks for downloading us we hope you enjoyed this week's edition of everyone racers we hope you'll join us in the world of driving racing and building because everyone can be a racer even you Pause so you can hear the music. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It's totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. The only place the ratings matter. Even if you hate us, give us five stars and tell us why. If you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us at everyone.racers at com. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at Everyone Racers. Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless there is no shiny side, then just keep the leaks spinning.